defense got exposed, everyone got exposed. Only one man, Pulisic, Captain America is fighting for the team. I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him. He only showed a lot of efforts today, a lot of hearts he showed. He is only the player who competed with the talents and skills of uh, Liverpool team. He's the only player. I feel so bad for him. He's a very talented player. I give 10 out of 10 for Captain America's performance and minus 0 to the power infinity for Kepari Sabalaga's performance and defense to minus 0 only. Midfield, 5 out of 10 marks. That's it. All right, Jarrett. Welcome to Week 38 Recap. This is the Boys and Bullets podcast. We're here. Back in the Rat Tail Bunker. We out here. Sunday afternoon. I feel like we're breathing easier. We are. We we all it all went our way, even Casey's way. Even even Ca- Casey's somewhere just chugging beers. Oh, he's having a good he's having a good Sunday a, afternoon. A nice ninety degree New England day, and Casey's out frolicking in like a hillside. Yeah, it like, was like Julie Andrews, like the sound of music. That's what I picture Casey. He's got his United jersey on. After his after his um rather negative view of Man United from last they won. weekend, I was worried probably worried for his mental health more than anything. Else. Oh, I was super worried. And he so, called out of work. I mean he's got the he's got the day off. Oh I know. He has a whole free day just to be Be United. Yes. Be a devil. A red devil. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but right, we did it. But we did all did it. We Tottenham tied. I mean, yeah, Tottenham tied. They had a almost had a little Spurs Spursy moment at the end there, but it's really Tottenham-ish that Tottenham tied a win. Mm. <laughs> you know? They did just enough. Just, just enough. Just enough. But uh, Chelsea had a good last week showing, so that was good. Yeah. In in Caballero, we trust. Kepa looks sad in the sidelines, but he's got to know his time at... Uh, Kepa already sent all of his boots back to Chelsea. Spain. He knows he's done. He's done. His gloves. Yeah. Sold them on eBay at a loss. So we're here to talk about the games that just happened. Season's season's over. Um, the Premier League season, at least. There's still have a few FA an FA Cup game, championship game to play, and uh, the rest of the Champions League um, season to play out. But uh, we'll just go through uh, the games this weekend. So we had some non important games. We had not important games. Uh, we had some relegation uh, games and some games that uh, would decide who would play in Europe. So why don't we start with the not important games, just kind of go through them. Yeah, so we had Burnley, Brighton Hove Albion, Brighton Hove Albion won two to one. Mm-hmm. Um there it is, two to one. Manchester City Norwich I knew it was just gonna be horrible for both teams. It's kind of a waste of time. It was uh David Silva's last game. I think that's the most notable thing, but Man City wiped Norwich uh five nothing. And then you had Newcastle Liverpool was interesting because Newcastle went ahead. Um, they went ahead earlier, and then uh, literally in the first minute, and then the rest of the game was essentially Liverpool slowly turning the screw. So Liverpool ended up winning 3-1, to one, finishing on 99 points. They didn't get to 100 because um, they dropped points late. And uh, then we had Sheffield-Southampton, and Southampton won. won. Yep. That's how they had to one. I know. Sheffield just, Sheffield just really just Sheffield and Leicester. I think you've been saying that for weeks, but they both just took their foot off the pedal. Yep. Um, which was, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really affect anything. This was, you know, we we broke it up into not important just because all these these four games there was nothing going for relegation or Europe. So, 
Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about the uh, relegation ones? Yeah, so West Ham, Aston Villa, Aston Villa had everything to play for. They had to, um, they had to take points, and then Watford had to had to lose points. And so the game basically was a zero zero drop until like the eighty fourth minute, and um, Aston Villa scored. Grealish had a great goal, proving that he's the best player on that team. We all knew that. And then about a minute later, uh, there was just a weird fluke bounce and went over Reyna's head. And, and it was Grealish again. It, was Grealish, it went off Grealish's foot and it went over Reyna's head and he, Reyna was off his line. And so um, that game ended 1-1. But um, in the Arsenal-Watford game, Arsenal um, went up 2 nothing, and then they scored. And I, Either way, the game ended Arsenal winning 3-2. Three, three um, so... Wofford didn't get any points out of that game. and They needed points. They needed to get a point or two. And so Wofford's going to be relegated. And Wofford's going back down to the championship. Um, in the Everton-Bournemouth um, uh, game, Bournemouth um, needed, what did they need? They needed to win and then... They needed to win and they needed other things. Other they things to happen. Aston like, Villa to not, to, to, lose. to not pick up any points, but they did with the ties. So. Yeah, so uh, Bournemouth stayed in 19th place. Um, even with a win, and uh, they got relegated. So it's Bournemouth, it's Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich. Yeah, they're all gone. And Jeff and I were talking about that the controversy in the Aston Villa Sheffield game when Sheffield scored a goal, the ball went in the net and it wasn't counted as a goal. And they that happened right after first, the restart. It was literally the first game of the restart. Was it first game of the restart? Yeah, and, and people said, well, if Aston Villa then stay up by a point. It will be highway robbery, and Aston Villa has stayed up by a point, by a point, yeah. which is VAR shit the bed there, goal line technology shit the bed. The ref didn't see it, the linesman didn't see it. So, I think definitely to stay up, you need to play well and create your own luck, but you also need you know a little bit of lady luck on your side. So that's good. Uh, and those are the relegation games. And now we're on to Europe. Um, Chelsea. You want to talk about Chelsea? Because I, I don't want to talk about Chelsea too long. They won. Giroud. We didn't play Keppa. Keppa's like sold his gloves on eBay at a loss. <laughs> Caballero actually made a really good save that Keppa probably would have let in. So, I mean, that was like in the early, like midway through the first half, and that could have changed the complexity of the game if Wolves had scored. So, I I mean, they didn't. They I mean, they had a clean sheet. So and we had a clean sheet, and we had Zoom and Rudiger in the back. It's yep. a, it's an amazing thing. It's yep. like uh, going to a casino and winning on blackjack. <laughs> Mount scored in a free With kick. Like pocket threes. Mount scored in a free kick. Mount scored Giroux, a free kick, yeah. Giroux, Giroux scored a really nice goal. Giroux had a Jeruzzi goal, which is just like crazy scrap. Somehow he got to it. Mm-hmm. But those goals both came in stoppage time before half. And so I, at halftime, I watched the first half uh, at my house. And then I came over second half because I was feeling good. And Jeff and I were able to finish up the season watching Tottenham tie, which is the next game. You want to talk about what happened on Kane's goal? Because I, I actually didn't see it. Um, Kane just got a, I don't know, he got a pass in the box and just buried it. I mean, it wasn't nothing, nothing, nothing special. Nothing. I mean, it was a good goal, but he, um, wasn't anything crazy. Uh, I, I really thought in the first half, especially towards the end of the first half, Crystal Palace was getting more chances, um, in terms of like set pieces. They had like six or seven corners before, uh, Tottenham even got one. So, um, yeah, and then the second half started, and, and Crystal Palace came out and played better than Tottenham. I thought that uh, 
Tottenham kind of just sat back and didn't pressure as as well as they should have, and um, just, they got scored on in a really bad defensive play by um, by Dyer, who just kind of got caught ball watching um, when a, a cross came in, and then the it was a fluke kind of like hit by one of the uh, Crystal Palace players, and um, Schlupp ended up scoring uh, off like a deflection kind of, and but I mean. Bottom line is it was, you know, Dyer made a poor play, and then Aurier, I always talk about Aurier isn't very good, and he basically didn't step up and challenge the ball, challenge a player. He left a player open in the box. He, like, stepped back. It was, I mean, I I don't think Aurier is very good, so. He's not your boy. Not my boy. He's so. part of a, Mourinho's Amigos. Yeah, he is, and they like, Mourinho likes him, and if besides that he had a solid game so they got they i feel like they were a little lucky to walk to come away with a tie in that game um there was a late header from crystal palace that could have scored it was pretty close um so they finished tottenham finished sixth and um the last europa league qualifying spot and uh that's probably the best they could have hoped for that's that. That's I mean, you know, Mourinho came in and he was given a task, which was to continue to make Tottenham competitive and relevant. And I think he did a really good job. He won the points he was supposed to. I was saying to you, I thought a huge win was when you were able to go beat Arsenal. Because um, if you had dropped those points, you clearly wouldn't have been in Europe and it would have been Wolves. So all in all, I think Tottenham, Chelsea, and then, you know, Man United beats Leicester City. I think all those teams did the best that they could have done with the players and the seasons and the coaches and COVID. And they kind of just did the best that they could have, you know, if anything, I think Leicester is the team that really just kind of, I mean, they were third almost. They were even, I think they were higher than that. They were second for a while. I mean, they were, they were in the top three out of weeks, probably 34, 35 weeks out of 38. And then in the last couple of weeks, they literally just shit the bed. They dropped points they shouldn't have. You know, the 4-1 loss to Bournemouth was horrible. Um, so I think Leicester's out of the top six teams, the team that probably is feeling like they let things go through their fingers a little bit. Um, and Bruno Fernandes, I think, has to be the trade of the season in the Premier League. Because United without him, I don't think they, I don't think they're where they are. Finishing third, that's it's impressive. Yeah, I mean they many United got Pogba back um from injury. They got Pog, yeah. And uh he's been solid. I mean he had a couple gaffes with like handball in the box last week, but besides that, he's looked pretty solid in the midfield. Um and Man United with Rash and Greenwood coming on, Greenwood playing a lot better. Um, really just kinda showing why he's so good, um, scoring goals and that sort of thing. So um yeah, I mean, I I feel like the, team, the top four teams that uh, made Champions League um, were the right teams. I don't think anybody like squeaked in with um, by like a fluke goal or like a, a crazy, a weird performance or anything. I think the right teams ended up in the Champions League. Um, and as a Tottenham fan, it hurts me to say that, but. You're being honest. That's I'm nice. being honest. Yeah, speak it from the heart. Right from the heart. I mean, from the soul. If I if Leicester had made it into the Champions League, I feel especially because they've been on such a decline since not just since Project Restart, but really since Vardy has stopped scoring so many goals. 
And really, he scored a ton of goals in the beginning, the first half of the season. Reason why he's the Golden Boot winner. I mean, props yep. to him. He scored props 20, to him, He scored 23 goals this season. That's great. I, good for him. But honestly, when he stopped scoring goals, they stopped winning games. When was the last time? I don't have the answer. Maybe you do. But when was the last time you had a Golden Boot winner that wasn't on one of the champions, champ, the, the top four teams? I don't know. There's there's a trivia. Someone that's, trivia that. We'll get our intern on yeah. it. Yeah, maybe. Because that's a. I mean, they finished fifth. And Vardy's the top because normally it's a team that's either winning yeah, the title. I mean, obviously the guy who's scoring the most goals is on the team that probably is one does, of the best teams. Yeah, in the league, does, yeah, does one of the better. So being fit, and that just speaks to the to the the real prowess of the Premier League that you have a guy who's on the fifth team winning the Golden Boot. I mean, normally in Spain it's literally Messi, 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 Messi. Yeah. Um, in Italy it's normally some top four player. I mean, the big decline from from Leicester was. Um, I mean, they, they obviously stopped scoring goals, but they also got started getting scored on. Um, I, I don't know. If you look at Schmeichel's goal to, goal to save percentage, probably in the last six or seven games, it's probably pretty poor. Um, Soinchak, Soinchu. Soinchu, yeah. Yeah, he, him getting suspended for those huge. for the last couple of games huge. is huge for this team. I mean, he's their best defender, obviously, center back, and maybe one or two less goals um, that he would have let in, maybe that – that gives them an extra point or two, and then they stay up in fourth. And th- so they, I just think that they their implo- their their implosion um, was all their own, kind of their own doing the last couple weeks of the season. So it's it is the way it is, and it is what it is. And I mean, Schmeichel ended the season horribly, just yeah. like trying to get caught dribbling and then getting Lingard, a guy who hasn't scored since I don't even know COVID eighteen. Yeah, gets his goal. So it's um, I, I didn't. Even, I forgot that Lingard was even on the team. He just has not been playing right, with the rise of Greenwood and Williams. He just has not been playing, um, and so yeah. I mean, he gets his goal. That's good. But I think out of the top six, Leicester's the team that's feeling like you know we really kind of messed this up, um, and yeah. And so one of the other things I want to talk about this last recap was I think De Bruyne got snubbed for the Player of the Year. They gave it to Jordan Henderson, but De Bruyne had. Over 20 assists. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, record-setting I mean, season. The stats are just out of control, and so I think he wasn't on the chance. I think he would have got it if they had won the if they had won the league, but they didn't win the league. They gave it to a, a guy who uh, maybe it was like one of those like MVP for the team type of thing. Like, but yeah, but it's so whack. And I think Pep Pep said that Pep said because Man City won it last year, and the Player of the Year last year, I believe, was Salah. Yeah. Or Mane. Anyway, he said, well, when we win the league, a Liverpool player gets the PFA player. But I guarantee when they win the league, it will still be a Liverpool player. And he was 100% right. Because if you're picking a team and it comes down to who do you have and you have one player you get to choose in your midfield, that like you, it's up to you. Yeah, it's not going to – It's not even be, a decision. It's going to be De Bruyne. It's not yeah. even a decision. Right. They play two different situations. So I, I, was, I thought that was a snub, and I think that that's – I don't know. It's obviously been hidden by COVID and all these other things and the fact that the title race didn't come down to the last day, but that was a snub. Uh, if I'm De Bruyne, I'm just kind of like, eh, well, I don't know. So that was kind of rough. But the season's over. Chelsea's in Champions League. I'm so happy because otherwise Timo Werner and Ziyech were going to be, I don't know, I'd just be not as happy. Yeah, you don't have to worry about any, like, any the player, and they'll be able to sign a player, maybe one or two more players, or maybe a goalkeeper. Maybe like six goalkeepers. They need a goalkeeper, and so it's good for Chelsea. It's great for them. Um, 
So we'll have to see. Uh, the transfer window opens up, I think, this week. And does it? Yeah. And oh my gosh. Yeah, the transfer window opens up. Players can have been negotiating, so we'll see some big, big names going to other other teams, and hopefully, um, I love to see Spurs sign a sign a um, sign Gareth Bale back. That'd be great, but that's not happening. You don't think? No. What if Mourinho's like, you can come here, you I don't he, even have to train, you can go play golf. He, Do you think he comes? He's no. Like, yeah. I'll no, he li- he likes living in Spain. I think he likes living there. I mean, I'd rather live in Spain too than London, but yeah, and he likes so he likes Spain. I think he likes. The, the wages he's making and he just if he doesn't play he doesn't play like he's won a bunch of trophies isn't yeah he's like whatever he's such a weird such a weird thing because i feel like he's just so not a part of the real madrid fit he's not it's like just search gareth bale on like instagram hashtag it's just him like standing next to everyone celebrating he's like on his phone yeah he's literally like looking at like scores from like pga tournaments he's like uh, uh whatever whatever but that's I, I you know we'll we'll see who get, wins the uh, see if Sancho goes somewhere. Sancho's got to. I just United's got to. So you were saying that United's th- board said you guys have three hundred fifty million to spend. Yeah, I think United has a bunch of money to spend. Uh, I think that um, you know obviously with the um, city ruling on the on the on the ban, I think teams aren't worried about spending money now. They're just like, well, we can just spend whatever we, we want. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want, and we'll just we'll get a little fine, but do whatever the hell we want. So teams are just going to go all out. Um, what do you think? Who do you think Man City's going to sign? Because they're because lo- they're losing David Silva, who's a amazing midfield they've already, technician. They've already lost. Um, I mean, they have Phil Foden. They've been saying we're going to put Phil Foden now, given that time, which is great, great for English football. But I mean, who's City bringing in? Because they have so much cash. You know. And they're a competitive um, European team. I just don't. I don't know. I'm expecting them to really splash cast this summer on like one big player. They need. They also need defense because Odomeni's a nightmare. Laporte hasn't looked as good since he's come back. Um, you know, Kyle Walker needs a good center center back. Otherwise, he's just you know not as effective. I think all defenses other than Liverpool in the top. Actually, you know what? United's defense is pretty good. I have to give it to Harry Maguire. I hate that I say that, but I would love Harry Maguire and Chelsea. I hate that I say that. As like a John Terry type? As just a dude in the back who kind of doesn't make that many errors and he scores on like corner kicks on the other side of the field. Okay. Like we just don't have that. Like we have Rudiger and Zuma. It's honestly like Rudiger and Zuma is just a rosary bead. You just rub them for luck. Like they're just, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not great. Like you watch the games and they're just always they're, over they're committing over. or they're flailing around. Yeah. And Aspilicueta is so just like, like screaming s- at them in Spanish. And yeah. Just and like, he has to like run around the field like a chicken with his head cut off, like making dot crazy tackles because he's like sprinting across the field covering for Rudiger. It's unbelievable. Like we've been yeah. playing with, we've been playing 3 4 3. That was actually, you know, the Wolves always played a 3 4 3. So I thought it was tactically brilliant that Frank said, all right, today we're going to play it on a 3 4 3. And then kind of bring bring them back into wing backs. We have three center backs because the whole first half was dead. No team could really keep possession. It was a really dead game because they were both in the exact same formation and they were kind of just mirroring one another. Mm-hmm. So even when the ball got turned over, there everything wasn't unbalanced. Um, so I don't know. But hey, we are gonna do an episode soon for the FA Cup, right? I am. So I have some money on the FA Cup, Jarrett. You have. You put your. <laughs> Honda CRV up for it in Your pink slips like no, Fast, Fast and the Furious. Well, I didn't know that, that like it was going to come down to the way that the last Europa League qualifying was going to 
happen, but yes. yeah. But uh, I put some money on on Arsenal winning because the odds were crazy, and uh, they and, made it in the final. So and now you're between a rock and a hard place. You can yeah. like make a twelve to one bet if Arsenal win, or you could have Tottenham in Europa League. What's better for you long term? I know you want that money short term. I don't care about Europa League that much. I so don't care them playing. I don't really care about them playing Dynamo. So you'd Zareb. rather the twelve to one money you're gonna get yeah. over go to play Dynamo Zagreb or whoever they have to play. Yeah, and like si- Siberia or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I, it's whatever. Europa League's fine, and it's not even like if they make it in Europa League, it's not even like the group stage. It's the qualify. It's like a qualifying stage. Yeah, it's a weird. It's, it's weird. They got to play more games and. Europa League has like a places. setup like like the movie Beer Fest, <laughs> where you play like random teams, like the Swedish team, whatever United, and you have to go out to like Stockholm, it's snowing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand Europa. I don't even understand. I didn't even know that when I like see a Europa League game, I, three quarters of the time, I don't even know who the team is. Like even I, if it's Tottenham playing, I, never you heard of what's the, happening. I don't even. I, yeah, I haven't even heard of the team in my life. <laughs> The Europa League's a tough league. I mean, honestly, it's that tough to get these guys like to come out of nowhere. Yeah, come out of the I mean, woodwork. there's always like a Portugal team that's super good. They just Portugal only gets so many bids into the Champions League, so you get right. these nasty teams out of Portugal and stuff. Yeah, Spain also does really well. I mean, Sevilla's won it uh, like three or four times. When Danny Alves was there, I think he won it two or three times. So, so we're in the Rats Out bunker, and there's a lot of activity above us because we're recording in the middle of the day and a. 90, 90 degree days. No, all of my family is literally the entire extended family's upstairs doing the polka above us. You'll hear it. We're not editing it out. I want people to feel. They want to. F- I want them to know what it's like in the bunker. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're like stomping. Jeff's daughter's just like stomping. Like put soccer cleats on to stomp above us. Just directly above. They pinpointed the exact location that's above. <laughs> and then the when bunker. we go upstairs, I get they're not going to be. It'll be outside in like the kiddie pool. Yeah. They'll- <laughs> We just we had to get this episode in while it's fresh. We did. I thought I'd be more like happy, but I'm just emotionally taxed. Yeah, it's been. I a need long. like a nap. I need a I need a hammock. You know. I need one of your uh, claw seltzers. I'm relieved that it's over and we're gonna start this a, n- a new season fresh in September and, you know, we'll see where some some well hopefully our teams will have some new players. Well, your team will definitely have some new players, which will be nice. Yeah, we if we could finally get into a transfer. The last the last player we brought in was Pulisic. Yep. And that was a long time ago. But, we signed him like in February of 2019. Uh, he finished out the Bundesliga and then he came over last summer in summer 2019. Obviously played played the Premier League um, with Chelsea, but that was the last player. That's just it's such a long time ago. We've been yeah. out of the transfer window for almost a year and a half, which for a team like Chelsea, I mean, they almost every window they're making a move. Um, so I mean, I'd love to see what happens with Wolves. I think there's gonna be a little bit of a fire sell at Wolves. I think Traore is going. Jota maybe may may maybe go or he looked bad today. Jota yeah. did not have a good game, and no. I know he's a baller, so I'm kind of like, I would actually see. We we already are fine up top, but I would have taken Jimenez on Chelsea. That guy finishes. Uh, and you just give a couple other pieces, and, and they're great. But it is going to be interesting to see if there is a fire sale or whether they're going to stay and pick up other pieces. Right. Um, you know, like a Grealish, maybe he goes there too. He would be phenomenal there. Um, just picking passes out to Traore, Jota, and Jimenez. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll, with Grealish, I think it's going to come down to whether other teams inquire and say, look, we can offer Villa X amount of dollars for Grealish. How much and do you the, think he's worth? I think I've seen like $40 million. Yeah, I'd say $50 million. Yeah, and, and so does Villa think, hey, I'd rather have $50 million to go spend on, you know, two players or, you know, two or three players that can, like, really strengthen their, like, defense or something? You know, or for you know, that's what it comes down to with with Villas. Now that they've stayed up, like they're obviously gonna, they still have money to spend. They're gonna have some money to spend, and what, what are they gonna do in the offseason to actually not to avoid what happened this season? So, I'm all about if you can sell a player and then get two or three other players right. to fill statistically, literally money ball it and say, all right, well they make this many goals, we can get the aggregate of this many goals over these players because you are dividing up your risk. When you have one player and you don't sell them, especially when they're high value in the market, they come back next season and that player blows their knee out, you're done. Because that's what, like, Paris Saint-Germain, they spent $250 million on Neymar, and, like, he's played just as many games as he's sat. Same thing with Dembele. Um, You know, well, you just look at Liverpool and Coutinho. They sell them to Bayern, and then they're able to buy, like, three or four players uh, over a couple years with that money or that residual money to be able to make better moves. Because if you have that one player and you don't sell them at their highest peak, um, you're losing out. The opportunity cost is tremendous. And that's what Chelsea did with Hazard. Hazard, when we sold him last summer, one of the best offensive players in the world, especially with take-ons. I think the only one who's better with take-ons in 2019 was Messi. We sell him. He goes to Real Madrid. He scored one goal. He got fat. He just, like, slacked. Didn't do it. So I think that they've got to – if I were Aston Villa, I think Jack Grealish is, is going on the train to somewhere else. So then again, he's not he's not a hundred million dollar player. He's a forty million dollar player. So what you can do with forty million dollars is a lot different. But what you can you do know. with Aston Villa if you're forty million dollars is a lot. When you look at their entire roster, okay. it can't be worth more than two hundred million. Right. So I mean he's worth what, a fifth of their roster? Right, right. right. He's worth a lot. He's worth a lot. And if they do some other things, and they can also go and get poached championship players who were on teams that didn't come up and get some solid players for a couple million. So they can do a lot. And they're staying in the Prem too, which is great. So they didn't just lose a bunch of million and potential TV rights and all that other stuff. Right. So we'll see. Well, so we got FA Cup and then um, – so we'll do that, uh, an episode of that next week, probably like um, middle of the week and then posted Thursday. Yeah, um, FA Cup final this Saturday between Arsenal and Chelsea. And then Champs League starts the f- right at the – end of the first week of august so august 7th or 8th yep. and so we're going to cover those games we're, we'll cover like we'll do one or two episodes on champs league because those after the fr- after this uh second round leg um of the games that need to be played there's going to be like a small like a tournament basically yeah all in portugal and if you are listening to this and you have a team that's in one of those games and you want to be on dm us uh on instagram at boys and bolos or on twitter boys and bolos or facebook boys and bolos because uh, while this is outside of the Premier League, we're going to want people who have um, teams that are going to be in that tournament. I think Chelsea probably not going to get through to the next round, but weirder things have happened in soccer because we have to go to Bayern and we're down three goals, away goals. Um, but Man City are, but Man City are will in be the driving seat. They're in the driving seat right now. They're in the driving seat with Real Madrid, and I guess we'll be following Man City as they're the Premier League team. I like to see English teams. Even if it is Man City, I like to see English teams do well in the in – the, um, in the Champions League, because in the last couple of years, it's literally been so Spanish heavy. It's kind of obviously not last year uh, with Liverpool 
Uh, and the year before, Liverpool obviously went to the final. They lost to Real Madrid. Last year, Tottenham and Liverpool is an all-English affair. Um, but it's good that it's starting to maybe swing back more in the English because in like 05, Liverpool's in the final. 07, Liverpool's in the final. 06, Arsenal's in the final. 08, it was a final between Manchester United and Chelsea. 09, Chelsea maybe should have gone to the final, but it was Manchester. 10, there was no English team. 11, it was uh, Manchester United again versus Barcelona. So up until the last couple of years, there was about a six or seven year hiatus where there were no English teams in the final. Chelsea won in 2012. That was, wasn't really speaking to the strength of English soccer. Chelsea just had a crazy run. But from 2012 on, it was really kind of dead with English teams. So it's good to see English teams back in the Champions League. Man City is playing phenomenal right now. They're they are. just like, they're just smashing. They're just everything. destroying teams. And actually, yeah. I think that was Chelsea's biggest win when we beat Man City um, to pick up those points. Uh, Christian scoring that goal was nice. So, well, Jarrett, I uh, I don't have much else for today. I think it was it was good. We kept this. It's time time for the kitty pool, Jeff. Yeah, I'm gonna go cool off. Go cool down. I'm gonna cool down after a long. Season. Just like go crack a white claw and just pour it over your face. Yeah. Celebrate like Stone Cold Steve Austin, but just like take it in. but like basic. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'll I'll be there too. Well, I I um I would say uh we're gonna which is like, I would say this is like we wrapped up the first season of the Boys and Bolos. Yeah, this is our first season in quotes. First season wrap up. Yes. Now this is all like the next few episodes are just like the bonus content, but you might get on like Patreon if you were a Patreon subscriber. Exactly. We had a Patreon. Our Patreon is everyone. Well, we could have a Patreon. Yeah, we'll create a Patreon. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out. Find us on Patreon. <laughs> As well. <laughs> Boys and bolas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for, for listening. And um, we'll be back. We'll be back. All right. Signing off. Ciao. Ciao. I'm a ciao. Right? He a ciao. I say ciao because I'm fancy from Tallahassee. Wow. Why don't we why don't we say ciao to the impressions? Okay. Ciao. 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 Ciao.